Broadcasting live to New York, Bloomberg 1130, to Washington, D.C., Bloomberg 991, to Boston, Bloomberg 1200, to San Francisco, Bloomberg 960, to the country, Sirius XM Channel 119, and around the globe, the Bloomberg Radio Plus app and Bloomberg.com. This is Bloomberg Markets. You're listening to Bloomberg Markets. Carol Master along with Corey Johnson right here on Bloomberg Radio. Urban Outfitters, they're reporting their results after the closing bell, we're going to break down uh, the quarter and just take a look. The stock, yeah, it's uh, actually up in the after hours. Let's get to uh, Charlie Pell with the latest in business news headlines. Charlie? All right. Thank you very much, Corey Johnson. Thank you, Carol Master, the Dow and S&P lower, NASDAQ higher. And this update is brought to you by National Realty, managers of New York City cash flow real estate, providing you 10 to 16% annualized returns with immediate monthly distributions. See them at nria.net. Technology shares continue to rally, sending the NASDAQ composite index to a record NASDAQ up today by 20 points to 61.69, up three-tenths of 1%. The S&P 500 index retreated from yesterday's record, lower little changed. The Dow down one point to 2,400, a drop of one-tenth of 1%. Dow Industrials down two points, also little changed. Chipmakers pace gains today with the S&P 500 index touching an intraday record before selling in defensive shares drag the measure lower. Stuart Wather is equities derivative strategist at BNP Paribas. One of the conversations we've been having with clients is the fact that earnings have been very strong, um, macro data has been somewhat weak, and you know, what if we don't enter this period of acceleration? What if growth really was 0.7% in, in Q1? What if the Goldilocks economy still is the economy that persists? Well, in that case, growth will outperform value, and stocks with leveraged European exposure, stocks with foreign exposure, will actually outperform. And I think we've seen that. Home Depot dodged the woes of the struggling American retail industry, helped by people plowing more money into fixing up their houses. Home Depot at a record up today by six-tenths of one percent. And Rue 21, that's the teen clothing chain controlled by private equity firm Apex Partner, filed for bankruptcy in Pennsylvania, the latest casualty of changing consumer habits. Gold up $7 the ounce, up six-tenths of one percent. Crude oil down nine-tenths of one percent to 48.41 a barrel. I'm Charlie Pellet. That's a Bloomberg business. Thank you so much, Charlie Pellet. You are listening to Bloomberg Markets on this Tuesday. Corey Johnson, Carol Masser, right here on Bloomberg. Well, can uh, Urban Outfitters buy any love? Prune Goyle joins us right now, Bloomberg Intelligence Senior U.S. Retail Analyst from Bloomberg Intelligence Headquarters in Princeton, New Jersey. Uh, she joins us right now. And, and Urban Outfitters, is this, is this an Urban Outfitters story or an anthropology story here? It's an anthropology and an urban outfitters story. Wow, both of two them. for the price of one. Yeah, I mean, you know, it's we've seen top line weakness for the last ten days. Those retailers have been reporting earnings, and you know, anthropology. I think everyone expected continued weakness there. Urban outfitters has been choppy. We've seen positive, negative sales bounce back and forth, and it's just concerning because it seems like it's a product issue in addition to a traffic issue here which um, may take some time still to recover. Let's throw out some numbers. First quarter, Urban Outfitters comp sales down 3.1%. The estimate uh, was looking for a 2.2% decline. First quarter, free people comp sales up 1.5%. That was in line. And first quarter, anthropology comp sales were down 4.4% compared with an estimate uh, of a decline of 3.4%. I like anthropology, but I often walk in and walk out with nothing. 
Is it because it's too pricey? I do find it for what... Wait, you walk in and walk out without buying anything? You? (laughs) I do it a lot, believe it or not. Yeah, sometimes I do find it too pricey. And even then I'll check out the sales and I'm like, it all kind of starts to look the same. Although I do walk in and I often think there's something in the, you know, in the windows that pulls me in. Yeah, I just, I, I still think that it's too pricey, and I think that's the challenge. You know, people don't want to pay full price for anything, and even though they do have things on sale. It's not great. As, yeah, it's <laughs> it's not great, and they do have a new brand product manager for women's, but I just don't think the merchandise either hasn't been changed or maybe they need to do more work there because it's obviously not resonating with the customers. Um, I mean, we'll see what they say when they speak on the call at 5 p.m., but it just sounds like you can blame traffic for so long, but, you know, part of this seems like it's also a product issue, which is a bigger concern. Too many stores? They don't have too many stores, so it's not like the other teen retailers. They're actually not overstored relative to the other teen retailers and department stores generally, so I don't think that that's going to be a big issue for them like it is for the rest of retail, but if sales continue to track at these levels and if you continue to see um, negative sales, both for Urban Outfitters namesake brand and Anthropology, it may become too many stories. And to be fair, I have things from Anthropology that I absolutely love and I wear to death. Um, is Urban Outfitters Anthropology free people, is it equal? Is it one-third, 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 or no? No, it's not. So Urban Outfitters and Anthropology account for each 40% of total sales. So Urban and, Urban and Anthropology is 80% of sales. And when that's not doing well, no matter how strong free people is, it, it doesn't move the dial. So what about Urban Outfitters? What do they need to do there? I think part of it is women's. Women's is a big piece of the puzzle and also traffic. It's it's just getting those young adults into the store. And, you know, they've tried that with the Vetri Pizzeria um, in some stores nearby, and maybe that's helped. But the broader traffic challenge is hard to turn, and they really need to find creative ways to get the customer to make it a hangout place again. Yeah, Where I don't, you come, you hang out. I don't shop. know. To be fair, you know, I've got a 14-year-old. Corey, you've got a couple of daughters, a little bit younger. But, I mean, we don't often, you know, casually go to stores. She goes online, she looks at things, and I'm like, no, 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 yes. All I know is <laughs> Anthropology has some of the best husband chairs in the business. <laughs> they are kind of cozy. But I agree with you. Their price point, it's kind of tough. And I, and my daughter, I'll be like, well, when you stop growing, maybe I'll invest in that. <laughs> but it just sometimes just seems a little too much. Yeah, and they're promotional right now. I mean, you saw gross margins come down over 280 basis points. So just, you know, the problem is not only is the product flawed, you're getting fewer footsteps in the door, and now you're aggressively promoting your merchandise. So when you do turn things around, who's going to want to shop full price again? Yeah. You're I mean, once you te- this is my issue with Groupon, right, is, is that once you teach a consumer that your product is worth less than they're used to paying, they're not going to feel comfortable paying full price again. Yeah, that's that's a big challenge. I mean, Gap had that challenge for a very long time, and they're starting to uncover it. We'll see what they do when they report on Thursday. But, you know, it's not easy to get your customers to pay full price anymore. It's got got to be something special, Poonam, right? It's got to be, I don't know, a unique item, or it's just got to be a brand that, I don't know, maybe there's just not a lot of supply out there. I don't know what it is, but it's, it's got to be, be hot. Yeah. If, if you're going to pay full price for something, it better be something all your friends are talking about on Instagram or Snapchat because that, that's what's going to sell then. And, or it's got to be unique to your point that makes you feel good or you feel like it's worth it. You hear that, Carol? Makes me feel your good. Your friends on Instagram and Snapchat? <laughs> I have no friends on Instagram or Snapchat because I'm not on them. 
Uh, it is. It but is happy for all of you who are. <laughs> Puna Goyle, thank you very much. You Always a pleasure. Puna Goyle is our Bloomer Intelligence senior U.S. retail analyst, and she, she was on the phone from retail. Princeton, New Jersey. And she knows you. She does. I she know knows her. retail. She knows retail. We know retail. Urban Outfitters, what are they doing in the after hours? Are they a little bit lower here? Let me just do a quick check here. Uh, stock is actually up three and a quarter percent, so go figure. We'll be watching that one, though. All right, everybody, you are listening to Bloomberg Markets right here on Bloomberg Radio. Let's to Nathan Hager right now with a look at world and national news headlines. Nathan? Thank, thank you, Corey. The highly classified information President Trump reportedly shared with Russian officials last week, the New York Times reports it came from Israel Papers citing a current and former U.S. official who are familiar with how that intelligence was gathered. The White House isn't commenting on this, but National Security Advisor H.R. McMaster does say... The president wasn't even aware you know, of where this information came from. He wasn't briefed on the source or method of the information either. New York Democrat Elliot Engel tells Bloomberg Television the whole situation is mind-boggling. Uh, when you have... Um Washington a buzz for the past several months about possible connections between Trump's campaign and the Russians. The Russians should be the last people that an American president or that Trump, that Donald Trump, should tell anything to. Engel and other Democrats are calling for transcripts of the president's meeting with the Russians in the Oval Office. The House Ways and Means Committee plans to hold a hearing a week from today on tax reform. Senate Majority Leader Mitch McConnell tells Bloomberg Radio and Television the GOP plan will have to be revenue neutral. We have a $21 trillion debt. Uh, We added an enormous amount of debt during the Obama years. So we'll have to be revenue neutral. This contrasts with President Trump, who has said he'd be open to adding to the deficit to prime the pump of economic growth. French President Emmanuel Macron has spent the day with his new prime minister, Edouard Philippe, picking a cabinet. Macron's office had said the president would name ministers today. That's been pushed back to tomorrow now, so the new leaders have time to check the backgrounds of their potential cabinet ministers. Global News, 24 hours a day, powered by more than 2,600 journalists and analysts in more than 120 countries. I'm Nathan Hager. This is Bloomberg. Bloomberg.